welcome to the Royal Intrigue Podcast. I'm your host, Hallie, and I'd like to thank you for listening to my very first episode. I'm still working out some of the format for this series, so please be patient with me, and feel free to send me any helpful suggestions or critiques. I wanted to start this podcast off with a bang, and decided to cover the life of Joanna the Mad, or Juana la Loca, of Castile, and the very first queen of all the Spanish kingdoms. For all intensive purposes, I will be referring to her as Juana for this episode. Now that that's out of the way, let's get started. Episode 1, Juana la Loca. Juana of Castile was born in the capital city of Toledo on November the 6th, 1479. Her parents were Ferdinand II of Aragon and Isabella I of Castile. As many of you may know, Isabella I is remembered for financing Christopher Columbus's voyage to the New World in 1492. Juana was the couple's third child. Her elder siblings included Isabella, who would become the Queen of Portugal, and Juan, the Prince of Austrias, the only male heir of Ferdinand and Isabella. Her younger siblings were Maria of Aragon, who would also become Queen of Portugal when she married Isabella's husband after her sister died in childbirth. And finally, Queen Catherine of Aragon, who is well known for her marriage to Henry VIII, as well as being the mother of Mary I of England, or Bloody Mary as she would come to be known. Juana's early demeanor is often debated. Some have described her as having been a fussy and sickly baby who became a shy and quiet child. Her education was overseen by her mother and a priest named Andres de Miranda, and also an educator named Beatriz Galindo, who was one of the most educated women of her day. As the third child and second daughter, Juana was given lessons that would prepare her for an influential marriage and was noted for her proficiency in several languages. She was skilled in dancing and could play three instruments as well. While she did receive an excellent education for the time, it was unlikely that she would inherit the throne of her parents, and thus she was not trained extensively in how to rule the kingdoms of Castile or Aragon, like her brother Juan, which would come back to haunt her in later years. The first signs of Juana's mental instability were said to have occurred around the time she was 15, when her mother noticed that Juana was becoming skeptical of Catholic practices and seemed to be less devout than her position demanded. Now in our modern times, this in and of itself would not be evidence for mental issues. However, the punishments inflicted on Juana by Queen Isabella I were traumatic. Juana was reported to be afraid of her mother, who employed a coercive torture method called La Cuerda on Juana. This involved her being suspended by a rope with weights tied to her feet and had the possibility of being fatal. It is in my opinion that her mental health was more so affected by the abusive behavior of her loved ones rather than simply emerging out of nowhere. This is a pattern that would continue throughout her life. In 1496, at the age of 17, Juana became engaged and proxy married to Philip, the Duke of Burgundy, also known as Philip the Handsome, due to his athleticism, jovial personality, and flirtatious nature. She left Castile in August that year and arrived in Lear, where she and Philip wed on October the 20th. 
It is said that upon first meeting, the two fell rapidly in love and quickly consummated the marriage right after a cleric gave them the church's blessing. However, Philip's love was more the product of lust for his new bride rather than genuine affection, as Juana would soon come to find out. Philip did not intend to be faithful to his wife. Despite her love for him, he would drink, feast, and keep mistresses, much to Juana's displeasure. She was so isolated at her husband's court and was treated very poorly. In 1497, her brother Juan passed away suddenly, and was soon followed by her elder sister Isabella of Portugal, only a year later. Isabella's son, Miguel, would remain the heir to the thrones of Portugal, Castile, and Aragon for only two years before also dying. This series of tragic deaths left Juana as the heir to her parents' thrones. During this period of time, she gave birth to her first three children with Philip, a daughter, Eleanor, a son, Charles, and another daughter, Isabella. Despite these births, her relationship with Philip did not improve, as she would fly into jealous rages and argue with Philip regularly because of his infidelities. He would avoid her for days, as he disliked arguments and her moody nature. She would cry on the nights he did not come to her room and bang on the walls profusely. She also had fits of anxiety, which would cause her to faint. Her companions reported these incidents to her mother, who became extremely concerned as her daughter had no influence in court due to her mental instability. Due to the sudden deaths of her siblings, Juana and Philip were summoned to her parents' court and arrived in Spain in 1502, where her mother treated her daughter with little sympathy. This caused the pregnant Juana even more mental anguish, which only further increased when Philip contracted measles that same year. He soon recovered, but wanted to return to his court in Flanders immediately. The couple fought, and Philip left her behind. Juana had a mental breakdown, and wanted to go after him, but her parents forbade her because of her pregnancy and a current conflict. She refused to eat or sleep for days, and would wander the halls either babbling incoherently, followed by periods of stern silence. Her thoughts were consumed with her husband's illicit affairs. It was in this first instance of imprisonment that Juana would give birth to her second son, Ferdinand, in 1503. She attempted to escape that year, in November, but the gates closed upon her. She screamed, thrashed, and threatened a bishop with death for confining her. She even cursed at her mother directly. Her parents reluctantly agreed to release her after years in the castle. She left behind her son and returned to Flanders, only to find that her worst fears had been realized. During their period of separation, Philip had taken a mistress, whom he is said to have been very much in love with. When Juana returned to the court, she became enraged and attacked the woman, cutting off her hair. Philip struck Juana for this and it is from this point forward that her fits of rage would become a regular occurrence. Despite all of this, she was still very much in love with Philip, and sought to keep him through the use of love potions and magical enchantments taught to her by her maids. But this only served to drive him further away from her, as he had her confined to her room. While they did seem to reconcile from this incident, their arguments would continue, and Juana would have violent outbursts where she would lash out, beating those around her with sticks. In 1504, Juana's mother, Elizabeth I of Castile, died, and she became Queen of Castile. But due to her noted unhinged nature and Philip's influence over her, 
Juana's mother left her throne to her daughter and son-in-law, only in the condition that it would pass to their heir when he turned 20 years old, or that her father, Ferdinand II, would rule if she was unwilling during that time. Philip and Ferdinand argued profusely about the inheritance, all without consulting Juana. Her father even went as far as to make his daughter's mental health issues public when he asked to read the notes to the Cortes from Juana's treasurer in Flanders. She also gave birth during that time to another child named Mary. husband's and father's bickering came when Philip the Handsome died at the age of 28 in 1506 from a fever, and again pregnant Juana stayed by his bedside and cared for him during his illness, believing that he had been possibly poisoned by her own father. Juana's grief was immeasurable when he died, and she refused to leave her husband's side even after his death. She was rumored to have had the coffin opened every night to embrace him, However, more reliable sources state that she had the coffin opened probably four or five times. The first two times were due to a worry that the body had been stolen. However, it was reported that on the first occasion, she began kissing the body's feet and had to be removed from the vault by force. When a disease began moving through the area, she decided to have his body moved to his final resting place as she made her way to Torquemada. On the journey, she demanded that women be kept away, and even went as far as to travel at night and rest at monasteries during the day, deliberately avoiding the nuns in the nunneries. It was along this sad journey that Juana gave birth to her final child, Catalina, or Catherine. She refused the help of her midwives and delivered the child on her own. The instability in her kingdom grew due to the outbreak of disease and famine. Juana tried to exert her power, but was unable to do so as she lacked the support and funds to manage her kingdom. When she heard the news of her father's return from avoiding the plague, she opened her husband's coffin one last time and made her way to her father. Ferdinand II had his daughter confined to the royal palace in Tordesillas, and there she remained queen in name only. She kept her daughter Catalina with her as she was the last piece of Philip that Juana had to hold on to. She stated that her deceased husband spoke to her through the infant's coos and babbling. She would stay with Catalina during her father's nine-year regency and guarded her precious daughter furiously and making the little princess sleep in a small recess in the wall of her bedroom to keep her from being taken during the night. When her father died in 1516, her son Charles I came to see his mother for the first time in 20 years. The visit was private, and little is known about their conversation. However, Charles decided to keep his mother there after she agreed for him to co-rule with her. Yet again, she retained her title as queen, but in name only. Charles reportedly told her caretakers, It seems to me that the best and most suitable thing for you to do is to make sure that no one speaks with Her Majesty, for no good could come of it. Whether this was due to her insanity or Charles's desire for supremacy remains debatable, but one does wonder why he allowed his sister to remain with her if she was as mentally ill as he claimed. Catalina stayed with her mother until she was 18 years old. 
She was taken from her mother in 1525 and married to her cousin, Juan of Portugal. After this final blow, Juana remained in prison alone for 30 more years. She slept on the floor and did not allow anyone to watch her eat. She also feared that the nuns who cared for her were planning to kill her. Finally, on April 12, 1555, her suffering came to a quiet and lonely end. Juana died at the age of 75 on Good Friday. She was laid to rest with her parents, as well as her husband, the three people whom she loved so deeply, but whom had also hurt her the most in life. Although it didn't matter anymore, she was finally with her handsome Philip, together at last. I'm Hallie Maddock, and thank you for listening to Royal Intrigue.